Hello, and welcome to Unknowable, the podcast where we talk about all things mysterious, unusual, or unknowable. I'm Justine. And I'm Gray. This week, we are talking about a psychological concept called aphantasia. Yeah, not a disorder. It's just an interesting thing that some people's brains do or don't do. Right? Or don't do. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's a mental condition characterized by an inability to voluntarily visualize mental imagery. Fascinating. This this was something I had to, I had to read that like several times and really like contemplate what that really meant before. Mm. I, and like I read several people's accounts of like what it was like to have aphantasia to be like, oh, interesting. Like people, it's just such a part of your life that you're able to visualize things in your brain that to not be able to do that is kind of mind-blowing to think that people live life like that. And I'm sure it's the same for them. Like, whoa, people can, like, create things with their brain and, like, visualize things? Right. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. So we're going to save our personal uh, experiences with this at the end of the episode, sort of. That's, like, going to be part of our, not theories, I guess, but just part of our experience. So it's interesting you say that because I feel like we may have slightly different life experiences as far as that goes but we're gonna see interesting so yeah as one article on scientific american said um quote when the mind's eye is blind that yeah kind of summed it up well i think um so yeah i had not heard about this being a thing i had never even thought about it until like maybe just a few months ago um it was a thing going around Facebook. It was just like an image and it essentially, I forget. I think it was asking people to visualize a red star and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did yeah, you see I that? that? I came across that too. Yeah. It was like, you know, one to five, one was like completely black all the way. You know, it would be like a little bit fuzzy and then like a fuzzy kind of red and then like a mostly crisp red and then like a completely vibrant red star. And asking people to rate what they could see. And I remember I shared it and it was very much like most people were like, oh yeah, they could see different versions of that red star for the most part. Some of them, it was just like a very two dimensional kind of like cartoon illustration of a star. For some of them, it like was moving and rotating. It was 3D. Um, Some people saw what you'd imagine seeing if you like were looking at... um, like pictures of like a real ass star, like in the night sky, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like with stars around it and like very vibrant and lit up and like that kind of thing. But right. every, like most people could see something. Um, hmm. And it was fascinating to me that this was even a thing. I was like, I didn't realize that there were varying degrees of this. Right. I always thought that like everybody kind of had the same internal life and hmm. some people I guess would, pay more attention to it or would be more kind of aware of it than others but that like it was all functionally the same it was just more or less how much how much you paid attention to it right so it blew my mind to think that like oh wait no like i guess it makes sense that people would have different abilities to imagine or to is imagine the right word different abilities to i think create mental images yeah to visualize yeah it's yeah it's It's fucking fascinating. It's so yeah. Most people with aphantasia 
in addition to this not being able to visualize, say that they also can't recall sounds or smells or sensations of touch. Um, right. Some can. Some also report, uh, damn it, the one word in this episode that I won't be able to pronounce, prosopagnosia, uh, the inability to recognize faces. I think that's uh, yeah. a fairly rare one as far as like, I'm assuming that means like literally when you see somebody that you've seen before that you couldn't like remember that you had seen them. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that seemed like it was not super common and aphantasia really only refers to voluntary visualization. So again, being told like, imagine you're on a beach, you know, you come, what comes to mind is a lot of those like, um, sort of meditation type of exercises where it's like, imagine you're on a beach or like, there's all these things where it's like, find out what your personality is or like what your love life personality is by like, imagining a house imagining walking through the woods you know and you're supposed to say like what it is you're seeing in that image um right so some of them just they can't do that but they could have involuntary visualizations like dreams so they could still wake up in the morning right and have had a dream that had visual components to it but they just couldn't maybe even in that instance like if you said like what did you dream about they could tell you the facts of it i was at the store i was on a mountain or whatever but they couldn't imagine it again which is wild. Um, so crazy. Yeah. So this was first described by Francis Galton in 1880. Um, so this dude was an English Victorian era. There's a long list of what he was. Um, statistician, a polymath, yeah. a sociologist, psychologist, anthropologist, eugenicist, tropical explorer, geographer, inventor, Oof. meteorologist, protogenet- protogeneticist, and psychometrician. I, so I had to look up a couple of those. Uh, nice. Polymath it was a little redundant. It's yep. uh, The Greek is for having learned much. Uh, an individual whose knowledge yep. spans a significant number of subjects. So that kind of didn't need to be included as a thing. And a psychometrician is someone who studies the theory and technique of psychological measurement, the field in psychology and education that is devoted to testing, measurement, assessment, etc. Never heard of that before. So, Me neither. Which, when you break down the word, it makes sense, right? But It does. So uh, basically this dude, like, back when you could kind of, like, learn everything that smart people knew about a certain subject and then just move on to the next one Mm -hmm. and then learn all of that subject and then move on to the next one. And like, you know, people didn't know very much. So it's like, you could be like an expert in your field in like 10 different things. Yeah. It's insane. Nowadays you could spend like 10 years or you could spend your whole life learning about a single, very narrow topic and still not be an expert in it. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Like that you could be like somehow tropical explorers just in there with sociologist, yeah, right. with like eugenicist. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he was doing a whole lot. Um, the Not study. Aged well. <laughs> no. Well, and I, yeah, I, this was one of those instances where like I even got a little, we didn't really need to say all the things that this guy did. I was just fascinated when I clicked into his Wikipedia and I was like, shit, that's a long list. Um, right. Yeah. It really goes, I'm, uh, undiagnosed ADHD, but this is like one of my classic things where it's really hard sometimes to um, research a subject because every time I click a new link to go into another Wikipedia page, I'm like, oh, oh, 
oh yeah damn and then i'm like oh wait what is what does psychometrician mean oh oh damn yeah. like what's an example of that and i'm like no stop like this has nothing and then to an do hour with later you have like 30 tabs open on your computer yeah oh yeah and they're all related but not it's it's a lot so um so this study that he did was called the breakfast study he asked 100 adult men to talk about the table at which they ate breakfast each morning he requested information on the lighting, the sharpness, and the color of the images in their head. Um, hmm. Much to his astonishment, 12 of those adult, 100 adult men were unable to tell him very much. They had assumed up to then that the phrase mental imagery was not meant literally. So That's wild. Yeah, and that I, I read a whole bunch of articles that, a lot of which, because there's not much known about this topic, a lot of the articles are just people talking about the little that is known, but mostly just their personal experiences. And that is a common thing right. that people say is like, I always thought that when people said, you know, counting sheep at night or, um, just any of that, like picture this, like they always thought that was just sort of a phrase and wasn't meant to be taken literally. And then they're like, Oh wait, people actually can just be told, Hey, think of like yourself skiing on a snowy mountain and they can just boom, suddenly be there. Like they're watching it. Right. So a lot of people had their minds blown when they learned about this. Maybe some people listening to this. I don't know. Right. Seriously. Yeah. So that study was in 1880. It really didn't get much attention or much study at all from that point all the way until like 2010. Um, so this professor, Adam Zeman of the University of Exeter, um, he was approached by a man who they referred to as MX. Um, this guy seemed to have lost the ability to visualize after undergoing minor surgery. Huh. He apparently had a procedure to open arteries in his heart and likely suffered a minor stroke. And after he came to from his procedure, he at some point realized that he couldn't visualize anymore. Like, um, I, th I think that would probably be the most profound thing would be if you had the ability to do that and then lost the ability to do it. Yeah would be because like if you just you know you've never been able to visualize something you know it's just kind of life as you know it yeah but having it taken away would be so surreal like that would be so like jarring and like wow what is wrong with me oh yeah yeah it's i crazy. can't even imagine like i yeah i wonder i would have just loved to be like in that guy's brain just for a day because i'm sure yeah that was just like wait a second i could do this a week ago and now i can't probably like really frustrating probably like trying to come up with the mental idea like it even like specifically mentioned that he would fall asleep you know like thinking about memories or thinking about people that he loved or whatever and then he couldn't do that right. anymore um okay really upsetting so uh, they did some tests one of which was they were just trying to see like what was going on in his brain so one of the tests was they would first show him photos of famous people and ask him to name the person in the photo um which he did fine with they scientists that did the study found that certain regions of his brain became active the same ones that became active in other people who look at faces um but when he was shown names and asked to picture their faces so then they're telling him the names of the celebrities and telling him to imagine that celebrity um he couldn't really do that and the parts of his brain did not light up then, even though in other people, typically when they are imagining a person, the same parts of their brain light up, not quite as strongly, but they still light up when they're imagining, like almost huh. the same as when they're looking at the person. But for him, 
they were not lighting up. Um, so, you know, he could tell you facts about their faces. He could tell you what color hair they had or what color eyes they had, but he was just remembering facts. He wasn't seeing their faces in his mind. Wow. Yeah. So, um, they did functional magnetic resonance imaging fMRI on him and found some interesting results. Um, like I said, generally when people are asked to visualize a person, a place, an object, um, they have a network consisting of various brain regions that becomes activated. So some of those are involved in decision-making, some are in memory, some are in vision. Um, but for MX, the visual regions showed very little activity, whereas those responsible for decision-making and error prediction were more active. So basically he was using a different strategy than the control subjects who could visualize when tackling these tasks, which is just fucking fascinating. It's wild. Like to think almost what you said, like how the same region of the brain would be activated while imagining someone's face as would be activated while looking at someone's face. Yeah. It's almost like your brain is like, like rather than like, like taking in the stimulus and translating that into an image in your brain. It's like, it's taking the image in your brain and translating that into a stimulus. It's like the exact backwards pathway. Exactly. They, I forget which direction is which, but one of the things I read described it as bottom up versus no. Yeah. Bottom to top versus top to bottom or something like that. Like that is pretty much what it is. It's like a reverse thing. That's wild. But yeah, people who can't, visualize like that it doesn't work that way and so they can sometimes use different tactics again if he can you know he knows like oh that person has brown hair that person has blue eyes but he's not seeing that face to remember that stuff he's just remembering um yeah so they published a paper on him in 2010 um so that sort of spurred a little bit more interest uh they were actually the professor adam zeman was the one who his team coined the term aphantasia. Um, It's derived from the Greek word fantasia, which translates to imagination and the prefix a, which means without. So immediately made me think of the Disney movie fantasia. I was going to say, yeah, that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I don't have a strong memory tied to it. Yeah. I don't, I feel like we only watched it a couple times and I really did not like it. I don't remember why. why. Yeah. That's probably why we only watched it a couple times. <laughs> yeah. It just it. never happened again. I can't remember what it was about it. I remember there was something about elephants, I think. Hmm. If anybody is more familiar with it, definitely write to us and tell me what it is that scared me or if it scared you too. Right. Because, yeah, I just remember not liking that. Um, so, yeah. So, um, I read another article. A cognitive neuroscientist at the Minerva Schools University in San Francisco Stephen Koslin spoke with a writer for New Scientist. This writer suspected that he may have aphantasia um, and asked him some interesting questions too. So there are all kinds of these questions and tests that they do to kind of see, to try to figure out what's going on in the brain of a person who has this or thinks they had this. Um, So this writer, Dustin Grinnell, had no problem with questions like, which is darker, uh, spinach or the outside of an avocado? Like, which is a darker green? He could answer that just fine. But other questions were tougher. Like he was asked um, in the uppercase letter A, what shape is formed by the enclosed region? He kind of like struggled with that a little bit. He ended up getting it right. And the neuroscientist, Stephen Koslin, asked him, how did he arrive at the correct answer? 
And uh, Dustin said that he basically got there. He said it felt like he was drawing the letter. So rather than like visualize an A, he sort of had to like draw it in his brain. Um, hmm. So Coslin thinks that that kind of gives us a clue as to how people who don't have this mental imagery deal with sort of like this pictorial information. They kind of piggyback on neurons involved in controlling physical movements rather than using the visual brain circuitry, which is wild. Oh, interesting. So it's almost like activating. It's like the same kind of idea of like going backwards and creating a mental stimulus out of something in your subconsciousness or your consciousness or whatever but instead of activating like the the visual part of the brain you're activating like the physical like kinetic part of your brain mm. kind of deal like almost yeah. like you're like the same part where like your hand would move or whatever mm-hmm. yeah wild which yeah it makes so much sense like that you would again like especially for people who have had this their whole life they aren't feeling like they're overcoming some kind of handicap they just that's just how their brain's always been and so there's obviously some things that you can't work around but a lot of things you can so your brain just finds a way and you sort of just use different connections and different pathways rather than it just being this roadblock of like no i can't do that like you aren't aware that you can't do it for the most part like a lot of people didn't realize this was a thing until they read about it and they were like oh yeah like you said like wow i didn't know that how my brain was was any different than anybody else's right which wild stuff in a way is probably good that a lot of people didn't know for a long time um so yes they did the publication of mx's case in 2010 um and so after that the professor zeman was approached by a number of people reporting a lifelong inability to visualize so i think in that paper they were kind of thinking like wow this is crazy this person had this surgery and possibly the stroke and it changed how his brain operates, which in itself is not an unusual thing. There's all kinds of things that can happen to you following a stroke or brain injury. So this isn't the only example of that. It's just a very unique example in itself. Right. Um, and so in 2015, Zeman's team published a paper on what they termed congenital aphantasia, which like we said, it's just people who have always been that way. Um, but there have been other cases reported of this acquired aphantasia, either brain injury or even psychological causes. Um, things like depression, um, psychosis, like PTSD. There are various psychological reasons for it too. So it's not just a physical injury. It can be something psychological as well, which is almost scarier. Mm-hmm. You could have like, something really extreme happened or maybe not even that extreme, maybe just something building over time that can kind of, you know, for some people, I think it was described more like they lost it gradually rather than just one day it was gone. So it would probably be like that with an injury, but with the psychological, it's more like you just lose the ability over time. Wow. Which is crazy. Like, like it kind of like atrophies almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I looked to see if there was any info on why, because I was almost more interested in how that happened with the psychological, the physical again, makes sense that you'd have damage to your brain that could change all kinds of things. I mean, it's not really that much crazier than somebody having a severe brain injury where that makes them unable to speak. You know what I mean? Like you're just losing a, maybe a physical part of your brain in some instances, or maybe just a damage to a part of your brain. And sometimes it can be fixed and sometimes it can't, but you know, having to relearn how to walk or talk like that is something that we, 
are aware that happens. So this really isn't that much different and maybe even less extreme than that. Um, but yeah, so in April, 2016, uh, Blake Ross, the co-creator of Firefox, who I believe also worked for like Facebook and some other stuff, um, published an essay describing his own aphantasia and his realization that not everyone experiences it. Um, so he did that on, on Facebook. He like wrote, you know, a big note or whatever on Facebook and it gained wide circulation, um, on social media and in a variety of news sources again, because a lot of people were like, a either, Whoa, that's a thing for people. Or they were like, Whoa, that's, there's a name for what I have. Right. Um, so I read the essay and it was really interesting. He said, um, he had spoken with 74 of his friends and family to see what their experiences were. So basically he came across that story of that, uh, MX and he was like, Oh shit, that sounds like me. And, um, so he basically was like, I just went on Facebook and just everybody who was like active on Facebook, I just messaged them to be like, yo, um, he was not so much like, look at this article. He was more just like, Hey, if you imagine a beach, like what happens if you're like told to imagine a beach, And he was like floored that 71 of these 74 people he spoke with were just like, yeah, I can just imagine a beach. Like Hmm. they described, um, you know, many of them used words like image or picture without being prompted to describe what they saw when they were, you know, told to imagine a beach. Um, one of them even said that it's like looking at a face or a iPhone live photo, like not quite a photo, but not quite a video either. Like a little bit of movement. Oh, interesting. Uh, Yeah. In color with sometimes sense. like smells even they could smell the salt air they could smell sunscreen or whatever um and so only 3 people that he spoke with couldn't imagine that they were the same as him um two of them were fellow engineers like him and one was his own mother there's actually some speculation that this can be a little bit of a uh genetic thing for some people yeah it's not uncommon for people to have like a parent or a, an immediate family member who also is unable to do this mind's eye thing, hmm. which is fascinating. Um, that is fascinating. Yeah. So he like the way he described it was like, he literally just like was tripping out reading about this. He was like, Holy <laughs> shit. I'd never like the more people he talked to, the more he was like, wait, you all can just do this. Like, this is just normal life. Like I'm the weird one. Um, and like he said for him, it was like, when he heard about this case of this guy who lost the ability, he was like, why is the crazy part of this? Not that he had the ability to begin with. Right. Like, Oh, right. Yeah. He was floored that it wasn't like, holy shit, this guy can just imagine whatever he wants in his mind. And it's like watching a movie. He's like, that was the amazing part to me. Not that he lost it, but huh. that he had it at all. He's like, wait, like some people have that to lose. Um, so yeah, he got a lot of questions. Like when he was talking to people, people were like, you know, asking him like, so can you, picture my face he said he can't picture any faces um so people were like oh so you don't know what i look like and he was like well i knew again like he knew facts about what they looked like he would know like you have yeah brown hair you usually wear this hat whatever but he couldn't picture those things um Hmm. he said he can recognize faces when he sees them i guess that exeter study um showed that the process of putting a name to a face can be separated from the process of mentally generating a face from a name. Very interesting. Right? Like Hmm. those things aren't, they they can be related, but they aren't necessarily. So 
you can still see somebody that you know or that you've just seen once before and be like, hey, I know that person. But that doesn't mean that if somebody told you, hey, imagine your neighbor Fred, that you could just like think of his face. Right. So, I guess it makes yeah, sense he said like for him, if somebody was like, imagine a red triangle. Cause... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's very, very fascinating. Um, but yeah, if he's told to imagine something, he can think of the idea of that thing. But like when he closes his eyes, it's just black. There's no thing whatever somebody, a red triangle, a star, it's, there's huh. nothing there. He can imagine what a star looks like. Basically, like he knows what a star is, but he can't see one when he closes his eyes. Um, and he said for him, personally, he can't hear Bizarre. any music in his mind. Um, he said like he has a very sort of flat inner monologue, kind of his own voice, but not quite. Um, so if he was imagining a song, he could like sort of imagine his own flat voice kind of humming it, but he's not like hearing the song for real. Like he's never had a song stuck in his head, apparently. Um, and that's wild. Yeah. And this guy personally, he said he doesn't dream or he doesn't remember them. Um, he can only recall a couple dreams from like his whole life. And there was no visual or sensory component. Like he just knew the plot points when he woke up, but he couldn't, like didn't remember actually seeing anything happen, which is crazy. I can't imagine that at all. That is crazy. No. Very vivid dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, so I guess, and someone asked him if he had ever had surgery or an injury. And he did recall when he was uh, once chased around the edge of a pool by a camp counselor, when he was 10, he said he slipped and hit his head and blacked out. He ended up in the hospital. He can't remember if he could visualize before that, but he added, but Jesus. then I don't remember much in general. So there's not really a guarantee, but it's possible huh. that that injury that he sustained is the cause of it and the cause of his memory issues. But yeah, he was talking about how like he can't even really remember like dates that he's been on or places that he's been. Like he said, he regularly would suggest to like his girlfriend or whatever that, you know, Oh, let's go here and do this or whatever. And she's like, yeah, we did that last year. Like he didn't remember it cause he can't recall images of it. Um, and that wow. even that it's hard for him to like chit chat and make small talk with people because they're like, Oh, how was your day? And he's like, for most people, I feel like they can, you know, see these little flashes of things that happened. Like, Oh, I had a really good breakfast sandwich. Like I went to the ocean. I did this, but he's like, I can't imagine any of that stuff. So he has a hard time even retaining the memory of it because it's just, there's nothing there. So hmm. that's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Like I, I, I guess, I mean, we'll get into it more with the, the theories and stuff, but it just seems like it must be like, not to, you know, be neurotypical or anything, but it, it, it seems like having a functional inner life or a functional ability to imagine things is not normal, but I think would be more average that more people have the ability to imagine and that not having that ability is something that's a, like a outlier. 
Is there like any yeah. like data on that? Like, is it are you more likely to have an inner life? Yeah. So, um, in May 2018, in collaboration with that Professor Zeman, uh, the Aphantasia Network was launched to sort of like create this community for people who have it to share stories and things like that. Um, so I guess a psycho- I say the psychology professor did a survey of 2,500 people in 2009, and it suggested that aphantasia affects about 2% of people. Um, and there was another similar study with, I think, a smaller group, but it showed about the same percentage. So there, of course, haven't been really any studies like beyond these handful. Um, so it's unclear totally, but it seems like it's probably around that, like 1% to 2%. So it, it is a very small number of people. Um, right. And some of the things I read mentioned too, that like, you know, it's not like a complete black and white scale. Like it's not like there's people who can close their eyes and basically be, feel like they're there. And then people who see nothing, like there are total ranges of how well somebody can see things in their mind. And so you might have like a really extreme version, like that guy's version, I think sounds pretty extreme. Like, can't think of songs, can't recall sounds, can't dream. That seems like a very extreme version to me. There's a lot of people that I read about where that's like, they can kind of visualize, but not really. They see like a very, very dim blurry version of what they're imagining, but there's something there. Right. Um, And I think the whole thing gets clouded a little bit by like, it was tough when I posted a while ago about it because it was like, it's hard to describe what you're seeing in your own mind sometimes. So it's like without actually being in somebody's mind, it's hard to know, are they seeing the same level that I'm seeing? Are we seeing completely different things? Um, Like (laughs) I think people would know for sure if they were seeing absolutely nothing, but as far as like the levels in between there, I think that's kind of subjective just because we can't, I don't think we can describe it perfectly to know that we're like on the same level as somebody else really. Right. Especially somebody who might like have learned kind of how to compensate for not having the ability. And so they know ways of not like not faking it because it's not like they're intentionally doing it, but their brain has found ways to give coherent answers to questions that are supposed to let you know if you don't have the ability to imagine. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, like compensate for it. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, like you said, it's not intentional because these people typically don't know that there is anything different. But yeah, it's just your brain has just found other ways. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, in the original paper by Professor Zeman, um, they use the Vividness of Visual Imagery Questionnaire, which I thought was made by them, but it was actually developed in 1973 by the British psychologist David Marks. Um this is used to evaluate the quality of the mental image of 21 self-diagnosed and self-selected participants. Um, So basically it just invites people to visualize a series of images like a relative, a rising sun, a shop they know, and basically rank how vivid the image is um, and like how vivid certain aspects of the image is from again, five points for perfectly clear and lively, like as if you're there to, one point, which would be no image at all. You, you know, you know, you're thinking about it, but you can't see anything. And they categorized it as aphantasia. If people scored less than 20 across these 16 questions. So, um, hmm. we both took this test, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, my results said that I do not have a vivid imagination. It didn't really? actually score me. Like I thought it was going to give me a number. It didn't give me a number, but it just said that I didn't have like total aphantasia, but I have very little imagination. Really? Yeah. I would have thought the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, it was reading about it was interesting because it did say that a lot of like creative artistic people have this. And again, like not knowing that they have it, it's not been a hindrance to them necessarily. Like plenty of writers right. have it. Um, all kinds of people. But yeah, I was one of those people that when I read about this, I was like, oh shit, I can't visualize things. I never knew wow. that people could. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That I've, I've scored as, um, like I have a very vivid imagination. Like most of those questions I scored three or four on. Mm. Um, there are a couple of them I did a, f I scored a five, but I have a, I can, I can visualize things like very, very well. Like I think I do it a lot. Wild. I always kind of have the ability to either recall things and like, like I, I guess I would say I have like not quite photographic memory, but the way that I remember is photographic mm. in that the things that I remember tend to be like almost like a snapshot of what I've looked at. Hmm. And so I can bring those snapshots back up and like, generate that in my brain and like look at them as if they were a photograph so I can kind of like see details of them That's and I, I have an easier time with like things rather than people mm -hmm. I can have a hard time remembering and or like generating a visual memory of like a person but I have an easier time with like a landscape or like a, a building or something hmm. interesting See, yeah. like, I wonder what it is about that. Like, what is it about people that are so hard to remember versus it not being like a a visualization thing for you? It's just that particular type of thing. Huh. Right. Yeah. No, I, I answered one to most of the questions. There were a, like a few that I answered to, but like, I don't know. I, so I was like trying to, because that's like, again, the whole subjective part is like, I was trying to describe it when I was posting this on Facebook as like, so it's not, I don't think I have like the extreme version of it at all because like if I was, my example is always like imagining a store that I've been to a lot and like, I can imagine like the Hannaford near my house, the grocery store near my house. I can imagine walking into the store. I can like imagine what the parking lot looks like. But like when I close my, I'm not seeing it when I close my eyes. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. I mean, you probably don't know what I mean, but like, yeah, right. like literally if I close my eyes and think of Hannaford, like I'm doing it right now, I don't, I see just black. There's nothing there at all, but I like know That's what crazy. it looks like and I can, I can do it better for some reason when my eyes are open. Like if I'm just looking around the room, thinking about a place or like, and I, I also have a hard time with people's faces. I'm really bad at, I always tell Nate, like in addition to me not being super observant, I can't bring up an image in my head. So like if I were somebody that they were like, Oh my God, you saw this guy today. Like you photographed this guy and he's a killer. Like, can you describe what he looks like? I would be so fucked. Like there's just no way <laughs> like shit. Someone's going to die now. Yeah. Somebody else is going to die because I, if they're like, Oh, how far apart was his eyes? Like what were his eyebrows? Like, did he have any, un if there was something unusual, I would make a mental note of it, but like, I wouldn't be able to tell you, how full were his lips? Like none of that. I can't even 
fathom how people do that. Like, how can somebody describe, I can't even do that about my own husband. Like, again, there are certain things that I've like noticed more over time. So like, I can tell you his eyes are blue and like, he's got brown hair and that kind of stuff. But like, if I had to draw a picture of him, I would not succeed at that task. So yeah, but I, yeah, so I can like imagine the store, but I'm not seeing it. Like I'm there really. I'm, and if I am, it's like the most like dim faded version. Like I'm not seeing it like a photograph at all. I'm seeing it like, yeah, I really just feel like it's just, I'm sort of recalling a memory rather than like picturing myself there. And I'm not seeing it through my own eyes. Even I'm like seeing it from like above, like I'm seeing myself moving through the store rather than from my own perspective. And, but it's definitely not like in color. It doesn't look real at all. And it really feels more like I'm just, I know what the store looks like. I know the layout. I can, you know, I can tell you exactly where everything is. It's not like a memory thing. Like, oh shit, I don't know where the bread is or something. Like I know where everything is, but yeah, it's fucked up. Wow. See, if I were to picture Hannaford, it's like, okay, which Hannaford am I picturing? Like I'm, I can, I, I have a very vivid, like, image that I'm looking at and it's it's like three dimensional like I can walk through the store in my head and I can like you know go down an aisle or like turn around and like I can see things on the shelves I can like see the lighting I can see the floor I can see people or I can take people out of it Hmm. like it's a very it's like having like a 3d rendering in my brain that I'm able to like look at and interact with that makes no sense to me I was like kind of hoping that we would differ on this because I like, it would be boring if we were both like, yeah, we like see the same shit, but like, I cannot imagine what you are seeing in your brain. Yeah. It's weird. Cause it's also like, I'm, I can do that with my eyes open. So it's like almost like having two tabs open at once where like I'm processing what's going on visually in front of me, but I can also have a mental sort of like construct operating in the background as well. So I'm <laughs> like, I'm I'm seeing both at the same time. What the fuck? Yeah, it's really? crazy. And it's crazy that people don't, that this isn't normal. Or I guess that yeah. not everybody has this ability. No, and so like, those exercises I was talking about, like the, you know, imagine a box, like imagine a fucking, there was one that I, I remember there being one where it was literally like, you know, picture a house. Like, how big is the house? What's it made out of? Like, it was all kinds of questions like that. Like, picture a ladder. Like, where is the ladder? picture a cube right. and it was you know you were keeping note of like what it was made of how big it was like those type of things and like the answers were supposed to tell you about pff, i don't even know yourself and your future and whatever and like right. when i do that stuff like it's like i can imagine those things i just don't think i'm imagining them like everybody else is like i was able to do that exercise it was tricky because like i said i can't just close my eyes and like oh i'm there in a field and there's a cube floating like but I can sort of see it. Like, I don't know. It's really confusing to describe. It's like, I'm not seeing it. It's not at all like a real image. It's not a 3d thing. I can just like, when you say a cube floating in a field, something comes to my mind, but it's not an actual image. I don't know. I must be drawing on like things I've seen in movies and TV or whatever, like, or places that I've been. And yeah, I can imagine what a lot of different places look like. It's, it's not even just places I've been to a million times. Like I can imagine places that Nate and I have been like in San Francisco or like 
the house we went to in Vermont. Like I can picture those things in my head. It's just not, it's not like I'm walking through it like a first person player video game type of situation. Huh? See, I can, yeah. Like specifically like the Vermont house, like the lake house that our grandparents used to have. I can walk through that as it was when we last saw it. Like I can walk through it like it's a first person video game and like look around and see different angles and perspectives on it. That's wild. Yeah. Like I, I can see it in, in a way, like in a fashion. So that's why I like, I feel like I, it's not that I have aphantasia, like extreme version, but I think there must be like different levels of it because I feel, I feel like I must have some level of it because I can still see something, but it's not at all. Like when people describe like, Oh yeah, I can close my eyes and see like this bright, vivid, rotating 3D star. I was like, what the fuck? Like literally close my eyes and it's just blank. It's always been blank. Wow. Cannot imagine. But like, yeah, stuff like that. I can recall, like I remember what the kitchen looked like. I remember going into the living room and like the deck and everything. I can imagine the view. But yeah, I'm not looking. I'm not seeing green trees and like a blue lake and all that stuff. I'm just seeing. I just know what it looked like. Right. But at the same time, like I can read a book and, you know, it's describing things and I do get like some version of a picture in my head because I've definitely like read books before where you then see the movie adaptation and you're like, oh, this is different than I imagined. So like there is some level of that because I still am like, oh, that person's not what I thought they would look like. Hmm. So, but I wasn't seeing them like I was seeing a movie in my head. I just got an idea of like, oh, this is kind of what they would be like. Like. Wow. I guess that's the craziest part to me was like a few like uh, like specifically like authors have aphantasia mm. and it's like how do you build such a vivid world if you can't build a world in your head yeah you know yeah like that's crazy to me I know I have no idea I mean I can't really write anyways but so everything I would write would just be based on like memory stuff but yeah, I don't know. It seems like that would be really tough to do. Like, or how can you, how could you be like a musician if you couldn't play music in your head? Right. Exactly. I guess, I don't know. It's, it's mind, it's mind blowing to me. Like I, like I did not know about aphantasia a week ago. I had no mm. idea that it existed. Yeah. And now I can't stop thinking about it because it's such a bizarre concept that people can't do what I can do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little sad. I wish I had more of an ability because it is wild to me that people are like literally, oh, I can just close my eyes and like, yeah, just watch a movie of their choice, basically. Like, I can just imagine like walking along a beach and it's like, yeah, I just can't do that. I mean, but I've never been able to. So it's not like I know what it's like to do it. It sounds crazy, though, hmm. that somebody could do that. I definitely had that same feeling as that the Firefox guy of just like, wait. I'm the weird one here. Like you guys aren't weird. There's not like just a couple people who can do that. That's like the norm. 98% of people can do that. What the wow. Fuck? Is it 98% of people can do that? Yeah. I think it was, it's estimated based on like the few surveys that have been done that it's like around one to 2% have aphantasia. So okay. I still wonder, like wow. I said, I, I don't think that I would qualify for actual aphantasia, but I think if there was like a scale, like one to 10 or something, I feel like I'd be like a two or a three because I can sort of visualize, but not anywhere close to what people describe that they can do. So I would imagine there must be more people who don't have like that full ability to do that, who aren't completely blank. Like I can definitely, I can remember lots of things. Like I have 
Nate's always bringing up stuff where he's like, oh, did we blah, 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 go here? And I'm like, yeah, I remember like, yeah, like you were wearing that blue shirt. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why do you know that? But right. like, well, I'm not imagining right. that scene in my head. It's just like, I just know he was wearing a blue shirt. So there, yeah, there must be something huh. in my brain that has just like adapted to not being able to visualize that stuff the same. So I'm like processing information differently, but it's just always been how it is. I didn't know it was not a normal thing. Uh, yeah. And I always thought when people talked about that, visualize whatever in your brain, I'm like, Oh, they're just telling me to like, think about it, not like to see it, but I'm like, Oh no, you guys are all actually seeing it. Cool. Right. Wow. What the fuck? But I can like, I can hear music in my head and it's not me humming the music. Like I can hear the music. It's not, like from what I read, it seems like it's normal that it wouldn't sound exactly the same in your head. Like it's a little bit less. Somebody described it as like less instruments almost like. Yeah. Yeah. It's that makes sense. Yeah. It's not quite the music, but it's pretty close. Like, so when I imagine music, I'm not imagining me humming something. I'm like, I can hear the like star Wars soundtrack, whatever in <laughs> right. my head. And it's not me doing that. It's like, I'm hearing it and I definitely dream and I, have very vivid dreams like frequently. So that was like the interesting part about, hmm. I'm sure they will get into it when they, if they research this more, like that's the interesting link. It's like, if somebody is able to dream, it's not that their brain lacks the ability to see these images. It's just that for some reason, their conscious brain is not tapping into it. So right. that like, and they don't really know it hasn't been studied enough to know, like, can somebody teach themselves? or like exercise the ability to voluntarily visualize or I mean, that might just be beyond our brain comprehension at this point, but it's right. I don't know. Maybe like a good sign for some people if they can't voluntarily do it, but if they can like have dreams that, you know, feel like they're real, then that means that their brain is capable of hmm. doing that. But yeah. Yeah. I guess music wise i'm able i was just i was actually just trying to think in my head like i can my ability to like imagine music is less so than my ability to visually imagine things because i'm hmm. able to create things that i've never seen before visually but i can't create music i've never heard before mm. so it's like i'm able to sort of like press play on a song and it plays like you said like maybe like less instruments or just less less quality than an actual song playing. Yeah. But it's still, and like, I'll get a certain, like, you know, 10 seconds of a song stuck in my head and it'll play on loop, but it's like, I'm listening to it and it's like a, like a record skipping. So it's so, cause it's so like sort of accurate to what it really would be. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. It's, it's crazy too, that visual is different than sort of like audio as well. Yeah. For Aphantasia. Yeah. And not everybody. I mean, some people are just missing that visual and everything else is totally fine. Like I don't really think I was trying to think about the smell component. Like, I don't know that I, I can't, I don't think I can imagine a scent. Like I factually know which ones I like and don't like. And I could tell you like qualities of a scent sort of, but I don't think I could just imagine like, what does bacon smell like? I'm not smelling it, you know? Yeah. Is that like a thing? I don't you think do? I have the ability to, I don't, maybe like I, for very specific things, like I can remember the smell of the 
of our grandparents' house on the lake because mm. it's this very specific, like, wet cedar shingle smell. Mm. Yeah. So there's certain certain smells that I guess are more intense or more connected to, I don't know, like a memory that I can remember, but I couldn't... Yeah, like, just trying to imagine the smell of bacon, I can't picture the smell of bacon. No. That's interesting. The wet cedar shingle smell, slightly off topic, but I meant to tell you that we have those cedar shingles on the back of our house now and it didn't connect to me until one day I went outside. It's like specifically that summery smell too, but I went outside one morning when it had rained earlier and that smell hit me and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like I was back at that house. It was crazy. It's crazy. So yeah. So like I have things stored in there. Like there's definitely memory like that. Like I could smell a certain perfume or a certain like thing I hadn't smelled in a long time. And it would take me like immediately back to wherever it was that it was linked to, or like a specific memory it was linked to. But yeah, right. I definitely can't. And now like I'm maybe more amazed that some people could just imagine a smell like what the hell? Yeah. That's crazy. That's maybe the craziest part of this whole episode. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like I'd rather have the visual part I could do. I don't really care about not being able to bring up a smell, but I'm like a little baffled that some people can. That seems yeah. like some science fiction shit, but right. Yeah. But yeah. So hmm. I don't know it. I actually email. So I emailed the professor um, because it said somewhere in a couple places that he was hoping to hear from people who had aphantasia. So I was like, yo, I don't know if I, again, I don't know if I have like the full version of this, but like I'm open to like chatting about it. Cause he just wanted to like interview people just to see, cause he's trying to study it. So yeah. I'll be interested to see if he asked me some questions like what he again, it's not a diagnosis. He's like said himself. It's not like a disorder or anything like that. It's just this fucking weird thing that brains do, but I'd be interested to see if he responds and like we chat about it to see what he thinks. Right. Because maybe he'd understand my descriptions better than, you know, just cause he's been talking to so many people. Maybe he'd be able to say like, Oh, that's, that's common or like, no, you probably don't really have this because yeah, I just can't, it's really hard to describe what I can see when I imagine things, but hmm. I, I, you know, that'll be interesting to see what he says. Yeah. If he says anything, if he, yeah, I hope he does, but yeah, I just, I really think like all I could describe it as is like, I'm not really seeing anything, I guess it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to describe. I think the way I could huh. almost describe it was like, I'm seeing like a drawing of it. Maybe is like the closest I could come. Like it's not 3d. It's not color. It's not really, I don't think it's really moving. Like it's like I'm moving sort of, but like the actual, like I'm not, when I picture the grocery store, I'm not picturing people at all. I'm just picturing like the basic layout. But yeah, like I know where everything is. I can typically like recall, like if somebody was like, Oh, what color was like that house or whatever? Like I could tell you what color it was, but yeah, it's like I'm seeing a more of like a a vague sketch of a thing versus the thing. Yeah, it's hard to describe. It's wild. But I just figured that was normal. I was like, oh, nobody <laughs> closes their eyes and sees anything. That's just like, there's nothing there to see. But nope. Clearly there is. What the fuck, you guys? Wow. Yeah, I'm a little upset about it. Every time I read about it, I'm like, damn it. That's really fun. <laughs> can't believe you can do that what the hell yeah so this is like born this way yeah yeah literally like so what is it about my brain 
that's different. I mean, we have different, somewhat gen- different genetics because anybody listening right. who doesn't know, Gray and I are half siblings, technically. We don't really right. advertise that because it doesn't feel like it, but we are. No. We have different fathers. So it's possible that it's like some, maybe that's like one of the things that I got from BioDead. Maybe I got oh, this. Of course. Damn it. He would give you aphantasia. <laughs> yeah, he would. But, and it was interesting. It said um, that some people, like there was, uh, I forget. I didn't know the person's name, but there was like a photographer that said that he thinks that his aphantasia like fueled his love for photography. And then that made a lot of sense to me. I was like, oh shit. I, oh, like, right. I feel like my memories are much more strongly linked when I can see a photo from a day. Like if I see a photograph from a day, I can't necessarily remember like the entire day based around it. Like it's always blown my mind when people are like questioned in connection to a crime and they're like, what did you do on this Wednesday? Like two months ago. And they're like, Oh, I got up and did this. And I went here and I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? Like I couldn't remember all that, but (laughs) like if I saw a picture from a dinner that we were at, I could like remember a lot about that dinner based on that picture. I couldn't remember it on my own, but if I see the photo, I'm like, oh yeah, like I had this and like we went here after, like I could kind of remember the things immediately surrounding it. Like, oh yeah, we had just come from here and we went to here after, you know? So I could like kind of link up some stuff. So I like wonder if that's part of why I love photos so much because obviously I take photos for other people, but I've always loved taking my own photos and like I'm always taking photos of Julian and of you guys and like, that's why I'm, I'm always trying to snap a few photos, like any get together we have or any like encounter that I have with people that like mean a lot to me is like, Oh, I want to like have some photos to remember this. Right. And I never connected the two until I read that. Like today I was like, Oh, I wonder if that's why it's like important to me because it's not that I won't have like any memory at all, but it does. It's like way stronger when I can see that photo and be like, Oh yeah. Like I remember what the weather was like. I remember how I felt during that, like all these things come back. Cool. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense now, actually. Yeah. It's hmm. weird. Cause I've always wondered why, like some people are really into that. They take photos all the time and some people just don't right. like, I have like Nate, he takes more photos now with Julian, but even with that, like I take 95% of the photos of Julian because that's just my right. thing. But Nate will take the occasional one. But like for the most part, you look at his camera roll and there's like nothing there. Yeah, I don't take a lot of photos either. Yeah. That's probably why, because I'm able to recall in vivid detail a memory without yeah. a photo. That's fucking weird. It's wild. Well, yeah. I think about that with Julian now, like with him being almost a year. It's like I look at pictures of him when he was just born, and it's like I can remember other aspects of that, but like if you just told me to like imagine what he looked like at two months old, like I couldn't really do that. When right. I see a picture, I'm not at all like surprised by it. I'm like, oh yeah, of course, that's what he looked like. But when I imagine him, I am like imagining him like as he is now. And so right. that's like definitely like I have had literal nightmares about my phone getting fucked up when like my photos weren't backed up because I'm like, oh my God, like what if they were just all gone? Right. Like I keep meticulous like notes about things. I always have like notes about like memories of stuff. Yeah. I think it's a whole lot balled up into it's like some level of aphantasia plus like this genetic photographer's gene coming from like bio dad plus our grandmother plus like yep. 
I have like a fear of memory loss in general. So I'm always like trying to document everything however I can in case I like forget it for real someday. I can like look back on it. Yeah. Right. It's a lot. Hmm. That all makes a lot of sense though. Yeah. It all puts it into perspective. Yeah. It makes sense that that's like the photography part isn't as big of a priority for you because you can just like, if you were just like, oh, imagine like the day Fox was born, you can like see that day oh, in yeah. your mind like you were there again. Huh. Wow. It's true. And like, again, if I'm picturing the day Julian was born, I can remember that too. It's just, I feel like I'm just seeing it very differently than you. Hmm. Yeah, I like, can like instantly be like transported back to the room and like walk around the room. Huh? Weird. Like, see, like and I can, I can imagine, like, I know that the bed was like over on this one side of the room. There was like a little sort of bed thing that Nate was like sleeping on. There was a window that I remember looking out and seeing like the sun rising that morning when I was in labor. I like remember what was on the TV. I remember where like the tub was. I remember where the door was when the nurses came in. Like I can remember all that, you know? So it's not a lack of like anything. Like I can remember where I was in certain parts of the room when certain things happened. I remember like what I was wearing. So thankfully for me, it's not at all like that dude's experience where he's like, as soon as something happens, it's just like done for him that would be right. heartbreaking. And like, I can remember everything about that, that would day, be awful. but I'm just not totally seeing it like a movie. Ah, oh, man, tripping me out. Hmm. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? I didn't think, I didn't even know it was a thing. No, totally a thing. So if there was ever an episode when I wanted people to write to us and tell us your experiences, this is the one. Please. I want to know. Like, Fascinated. Yeah. Did you know this was a thing? Can you close your eyes and just like watch memories like they're happening again? Can you see nothing? Like try to describe to us what it is that you see. If we, if we told you, imagine Mothman standing in front of you and you close your eyes, like what do you (laughs) see? Are you just recalling what you know Mothman looks like? Are you seeing like a real flesh and blood Mothman? What does his butt look like? (laughs) Can you see his rippling muscular legs? (laughs) Yeah. Can you see them? like glistening in front of you. Like, what is it that you see? I want to know. Oof. We're fascinated. Would they be glistening or would they be dusty? Cause he's a moth. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Would they have like tiny hairs on them? Ah, oh, yeah, that is not what I want to imagine. No, I uh, semi related Julian almost ate a dead moth the other day and oh. it was actually really cool for a minute. Cause it was laying on the deck and it was like completely intact. I don't know how it died. Um, but it was just laying there and it was a big one and the eyeballs were so weird. They're just like solid black dots. Oof. It was creepy. And so you we're know, like checking you it just out. prevented him from becoming like it, it, it would have been like Spider-Man yeah. or if he had eaten that moth, he would have become Mothman. <laughs> become Mothman. I was so horrified. He was like picking him up and kind of like waving him around. Cause that's like what he does when he picks up like the little helicopters from the trees. He just like excitedly shakes them. So he was doing that and I'm like, uh, and then he went to almost put it in his mouth. Just that's like his default. So I was like, no, 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 no. And then it was on the ground and he did his other thing that he does where he uses like one finger to just sort of like move the thing along the surface and he squished him by accident and there were moth guts. Yeah. Moth guts. So then I was like doubly glad he didn't put it in his mouth. Cause I'm like, if he had just spurted those moth guts into his mouth, like I just don't know okay. what I would have done. So that's enough of that. That's how we're going to end this episode. Yep. On that. Think note. about some moth guts. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much all we know about aphantasia. 
It's crazy. It's crazy that it's such like a a big part of life, I feel like, and yet it's so little studied. Yeah. I do think part of it is because, like I said, it hasn't, you know, it's not considered to be like a disorder or something that needs to be fixed or remedied. So it's just sort of like, you know, people who can do it, that's cool. And people who can't do it, like whatever. Nobody's life is like negatively affected per se. Um, again, except for like that one dude and people like him, I can't imagine having that little memory associated with anything. So that I would right. think is, but again, he's obviously functioning perfectly well and like successful. So huh. it's, yeah. you know, it's not the people who have this, even the extreme version are like just locked away in their house or something like they're living normal lives. Cause that's just what they've known is normal. So I would think that's part right. of why it's not being studied. It's like, different. yeah, it's not a disease to be cured per se. It's just a weird thing. So yeah. Anybody listening? Tell us your experiences. Did you know this was a thing? Do you have this? Do you, are you just mind blown right now that people can't do what you can do? Or do you feel better that there's a name for what you have? Like, tell us. Right. We need to know. Please let us know. I'm curious. Super curious. So yeah, this is episode 47. Aphantasia. Unknowable. Aphantasia. Unknowable. Unknowable. Oh. Unknowable. Love you.